Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. So you can tell by the title of this episode that I just am going to be just me talking and then some updates about the podcast. So the first update is I now have a podcast microphone, which is super exciting because I absolutely love having this podcast and running it. So I decided it was time to invest in um, better audio for it. So I don't know if you can tell that the audio is potentially more clear, um, but it should be. It's really weird to hear myself like back through the headphones. I'm going to have to get used to that. But um, yes, first update, we have the new podcast microphone, so it feels more like official doing this podcast. So update number one. The next update, update number two, is that going forward from Libra season until I change my mind or want to do something differently is I will be doing a forecast episode at the beginning of every astro season. So we're going to start off the next week's episode will be the Libra season forecast. So I've been writing horoscopes monthly for the witches fix and it's been really fun to do that because like you, like I write an individual horoscope for each sign, like by rising sign. And I can kind of tell you, depending on what your rising sign is, where, like what area of your life out of like the 12 different sections that exist, which one will be affected by the upcoming zodiac season. But I thought it would be cool to do instead of like, like I can write them as well still for Lauren at the Witches Fix because I love doing it. And I'm trying to commit to doing it for a year. I'm a Gemini. I sometimes will flop on things or if I'm not in the mood, I won't do, but I'm committing to doing a year of horoscopes. Um, But I also thought it'd be cool to like talk about the different things happening as well because I've been writing. I'm probably going to pull it up as I talk, but I've been writing um, a little horoscope for like Aries, sun and rising, Taurus, sun and rising, et cetera, all the way down. Then I also have been writing about the different I don't know what you want to call it, the different um, like events that happen. It's called like mundane astrology. I tend to focus specifically on natal chart astrology because I do natal chart readings, um, like initial readings and like follow-up readings, solar return readings, things like that. But um, I really like natal astrology because – it allows you to kind of like get to know yourself better and develop a deeper self-awareness. So that's how I use astrology as a tool. And that's how I like to share it as a tool with other people. Um, right now I am learning more about medical astrology because 
I'm just very, very um, intrigued by all of that. Um, I have this episode titled The Virgo Release Point. Um, If you know what a T-square is in astrology, then you know the T-square. T-squares have a release point. Um, So I have a T-square with uh, Gemini opposite Sagittarius, and then they both square Pisces, and then opposite Pisces is Virgo. So one of the things to do with a Virgo release point is to focus on like health and well-being, also like organizing, planning, cleaning. So all those things, if I do them, I feel like a sense of relief or release, and I feel a lot more calm and grounded per se if I ever feel scattered because I have all the mutable energy in my chart. So um, what was I talking I was talking about medical astrology, oh my. So I, um, I'm really interested in um, medical astrology. So I've been studying that. So I potentially in the future would like love to offer medical astrology readings, but it is a very like complicated um, process to like, le- like interpret because there's so much information. Like it's very like ancient information, um, but I'm like in the process of studying that now. And then um, I also eventually would love to offer like synastry readings, which are like the relationship couples readings because it is like natal chart astrology, but you're just looking at two charts. Because one day I like, I had like a deep dive on Google about all the different kinds of astrology that existed because I only really focus on like the Western zodiac and Western astrology. Um, And there's like all these different kinds. And I was like, hi, I should really specify like on my website, which one I do for people just in case uh, people have been um, searching and like they're looking for a specific kind. So I focused on Western astrology with the natal chart astrology and then soon medical astrology and then the relationship astrology with the charts. Um, but yeah, but there's also mundane. And I was like, oh, mundane astrology. So I, without even knowing it, like I follow mundane astrology or like I know what it is and I've been like using it in like my life and my business for a while now and I didn't even know it was called mundane astrology it's for me I just call it like okay like I'm recording this way in advance of when you're gonna hear this in in Virgo season because I have to do things in advance um it's part of that release point but I'm gonna read something I wrote for the June horoscopes um and if that gives you any, any indication of when I'm recording this like, for example, okay, like I have here written down the first event that happened in June or it's happening right now as I speak. June 2nd, Venus enters Cancer. So that would be like a mundane astrology event to follow. So what does that mean? Okay, Venus, the planet of love and beauty and like just all the beautiful things it's moving into Cancer, which is like a very – hmm it's just like you'll want to like cuddle up with your your person or you'll want to be at home and make things cozy and just that's sort of what I think about. Like it's more of like a softer, gentler point to um, in, into Venus. Like cancer has like a softer edge to it kind of. You'll want to potentially like take things slower, get outside, enjoy the day, go near water, um, really just – it's just I, I immediately think cancer. I think more like softer. Um, I have a cancer rising. So like it's like I'm very particular with the people I spend my time with. So like the Venus and cancer evaluate like um, the gut instincts you get when you're around people because cancer is very connected to their intuition. So like 
how you're intuitively feeling and usually you get that gut instinct, that like intuitive feeling. So just like looking at that when it comes to like relationships of any kind, I don't know, like that's something that I would write. Like if I wrote Venus enters cancer June 2nd, 2021, I would like write all these things. So, but I want to sort of do that via the podcast as well and talking about them. So I'm like writing and talking. I'm a Gemini, so I need to do multiple things. Um, but I thought it'd be cool just in case you don't want to like read um, a monthly horoscope or a like mundane astro events and like how they affect you or like steps of things that you could do. Like maybe you guys would prefer the medium of the podcast because it seems to be very well received and I really like doing it. And I like the interviews, but I also just like talking I guess, to myself with the microphone now. Um, So I kind of like want to do both. I'm always not just doing one thing. I'm doing two. So much fun. But yeah, so that's kind of what I'm going to do. So instead of just writing about it, we're also going to talk about the astro events every month. And we're going to call like whatever insert zodiac name here, forecast. Yeah. And kind of just like what to expect. I don't know. It'll be like super kind of like general. And then what I would advise everyone to do is as I'm, as you're listening to the forecast, have your chart out in front of you. Um, I have my chart handy from astro.com. I have a printed out copy that I actually put in like an Ikea frame because um, I had like a picture in there I wasn't really like loving. So I just like threw my natal chart in there instead. And I like put it on my wall because that's how much I love astrology. It's a very Gemini nerd moment. Like I'm looking at it right now. I have it on my wall. But when I'm learning astrology, like right now the medical astrology, for example, or if I'm like, oh, Venus enters cancer. So I go to my, my chart, which is the circle and I look at it. I just turn so I could look at it. And I'm like, okay, where's cancer? And then I know in my in my chart where it's going because, like, I probably have my chart memorized in my mind and, like, at this point, and I know where everything is. But it's so much easier for it to just be, like, out as a reference on my wall when I'm, like, studying things because I'm, like, never not studying. And I look and I'm like, okay, okay, so that's the area. So, yeah. So cancer, I'm a cancer rising, so it rules my first house, but I'm a 26 degree cancer rising. I don't know if you would know what that means. Means um, every there's 30 degrees. It's like you either have zero to like 29.9. Um, so I'm like a very, I don't know what word you would say. I feel like the higher degree you have in any sign, you feel like older, like an older soul. I feel like an old soul at the time. Maybe it's because I have 26 degrees out of 30 for cancer rising. I don't feel like a young new soul sometimes, not at all. But Venus, when it enters cancer, I'm totally rambling. It will start obviously at zero and work its way down to 30. So I won't feel it cross my ascendant or my first house of like identity until like like 26 days kind of in or more than that. I don't know how many days it goes through moves faster because it's closer to the sun, but I won't feel it like right away cross over my ascendant. It will kind of like it's sitting in like the 12th house of spirituality and things like that. I don't use whole the whole sign charts. I know some people do. And I remember I looked at mine and it moved something and I didn't know if I liked it, but that's kind of how you can look at things. So like I'm going to fast forward to when this actually goes up so I can make it relevant. And I'll talk about what's happening in June when this is out in like September. 
So I'm going to pull up September and I'm going to state something that's happening in September. Okay. Okay. I'll talk about this. And this is kind of will give you like a taste of what the Libra forecast will kind of entail. So on Monday, September 20th, and I don't know when this episode is going to go up. I'm like typing. Let's see. I, I know I have it planned already because I have the Virgo release point. I whispered. That was weird. Um, let's see. I have ever like I have all the people who I'm gonna reach out to plan everything. Okay, this is gonna go out on okay, you're listening to this on September 13th. So next week there will be a full moon and the Libra forecast will be out on that date on the 20th, because this goes out on Monday. So on Monday, September 20th, we have a full moon in Pisces. Oh my, I have a Pisces moon, so I'll be very emotional that day. If you have a Pisces moon, you might be extra emotional that day as well. So I'll look to my chart. Pisces rules my ninth house. So everyone right now, find your chart, pause this, pull it up on astro.com. You have it printed out. You're cool. Grab it. Look at it and see where Pisces is on your chart. Pisces, it's similar to the Gemini symbol. It's like the two lines on the side connected by something in the middle and it is blue because it is a water sign so it's it's supposed to be like two fishes swimming away from each other so you like feel like you're pulled in two different directions it's so much fun to have a Pisces moon um and not really not all the time it's very confusing but I'm I get a lot of creativity and random ideas from it if that makes sense um, so yeah, so we've looked, we found Pisces, hopefully. Um, and now look to see what number it starts. So there'll be like a line that kind of starts through Pisces and the little numbers are in the center of the chart, one through 12 and find it. And, um, that's like, those are called houses, the triangle, like the pizza slices. And, um, there's like the 12 areas of your life. So the 12, 12 areas of your life and where this is, wherever Pisces is, that's where this full moon's going to cross and it's going to illuminate this triangle. So imagine it just like lights up like white, like boom, like a, a bright light comes through it. And like that area will be illuminated by the full moon because the full moon will be illuminated in the sky. So sometimes like you can attend full moon and new moon like circles or ritual circles, meditation classes, yoga classes connected to the moon. For a long time, I really wanted to do like full moon circles. And I don't do that. I do meditation classes for the beginning of each zodiac season. So I'm connected to the sun, not the moon, because I am so deeply affected by the moon because I'm a cancer rising. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So my whole chart is ruled by the moon. It's so fun. And I can't teach when the moon is full or new because the energy is like so intense and I'm affected so deeply that I'm not in the right headspace to to teach if that makes any sense. So, um, you probably see things all the time for like full moon, new moon circles. And those are great. If your energy levels are feeling up for it, those are great to attend for like a sense of community. But then also if you're feeling a little like wired with emotions or even like tired, but like you can't sleep that sometimes happens with the moon and it can create like an over exhaustion going to some kind of circle or ritual our meditation can help ground you whether you are so tired you can't sleep or wired it brings you back to like a center kind of point and then hopefully 
ground you so that you can like sleep that night. Um, but anyway, that was a random thing about the moon. But if I ever, I, when the moon is full or new, I sometimes never want to like leave <laughs> my house because the energy outside you just step outside. I don't know if this is like this for you, like reach out on Instagram, let me know. But I'm, I, I'll step outside and I'm like, oh my God, there's something literally in the air. It's, it's the moon energy. And I'm like, oh my, like, I don't know if I want to interact with people today because I feel like I'll just get more easily, not angry, but more frustrated or just upset because of people's energy. Because I, I pick up people's energy and I'm like, oh no, this person's more frustrated. I don't want to be more frustrated. Or I'm like, oh, they're upset about something. It's just like too much. So I just wanted to say that if you don't want to do like a a moon, you don't have to feel obligated to do a moon Um anything if you don't want to it is cool to have um, your own personal moon ritual I guess um but it's not something that needs to be like with you don't need to like go out and do a ritual I guess you can like do your own I find now it's easier for me to do my own thing alone because I'm very deeply affected by the moon energy and like I don't know. The moon rules your emotional body. So it's going to pull out an emotion. And, and sometimes it's just better to deal with that on your own. It depends what your moon sign is, though. Anyway, I ranted about the moon. <laughs> so oh, you've probably been staring at, like, the slice in your chart where you're like, okay, now what does this mean? So I can go through all 12. How long have I been talking for? Okay. So if your moon – if Pisces rules your first house, your identity – will be the moon is going to illuminate your identity do you feel like you're on the right path do you feel like you're doing your soul calling is there a dream that you have that you're not doing this full moon will kind of like illuminate if you are or you are not doing it and then you'll probably feel an urge to like go do what you're supposed to do the second house is all about um money work finances things like that so if Pisces rules your second house, you're going to have a call to like look at finances, money, and like your job situation. Um, not anything bad will happen. Like when I say these things, I'm not saying that anything bad will happen. That's just the air of your life that something will be illuminated. And I'm doing like a hand motion, like it, it's lights on it. Um, third house, if your third house is ruled by Pisces, communication will be illuminated. Um, you'll either want to talk to people more or maybe not talk to certain people. Like the communication will kind of be like who you communicate with on the daily or anyone who's super close to you. Um, that will be illuminated. Like if you're like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. Like, oh, I need to like things like that. Anything to do with like social networking, communication, um, technology will be illuminated. If Pisces rules your fourth house, that is your house of home and family. So something you'll either, I don't know, you'll want to go home wherever that is for you. Um, and the home issue might come up. You might want to clean, redecorate, move. Something will come up with your home, like whatever you call home. If the fifth house is ruled by Pisces for you, that's your creative house, your entertainment house. So something fun will probably come out of that. It's like the house of fun, creative things. Um, 
the sixth house, if your sixth house is ruled by Pisces, you'll want to focus on your health. Something will ha- like you'll just feel this call to like, oh my gosh, I need to be healthy, whatever that means for you. If your seventh house is ruled by Pisces, you're going to want to look at partnerships in your life. You'll feel called to just to to I don't know reach out to someone you haven't spoken to in a long time, have a conversation with someone. And when I say partnerships, I don't necessarily just mean um, romantic partnerships and relationships, but your like best friends, any work relationships, things like that. The Pisces moon will illuminate something in your partnership sector. If Pisces rules your eighth house, this full moon will um, encourage you to go deep into either shadow work or psychology topics, anything kind of different in a cult, potentially a cult, anything sort of um, just deeper. Some you'll, you'll want to explore something deeper. And then, so the full moon on September 20th next week um, in Pisces, if it rules your ninth house, it rules my ninth house. So this is like the house of spirituality and higher learning and like teaching, uh, travel, like philosophy. So things like that. So if you wanted to study something or you want to travel somewhere or you want to seek out something and you like get a little curious on it, um, that this is what will be illuminated illuminated for you this sort of section so for me those are things that i'll kind of be called to like look at um anything like with the vision like if the vision you have for your life it like are things aligning or is there something you need to go and like learn to fit the vision it's like big picture thinking if pisces rules your 10th house um that's all work 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 something with work will um be illuminated anything even like to do with your public image like how people see you in your career something will happen um and again it's doesn't it's anything could happen and you it's not good because sometimes i feel like when people do these they can it's sometimes fear and it's like no don't be fearful like be open to an opportunity that could happen in that particular area of your life if pisces rules the 11th house that is community and friendships and just like your groups, any kind of group community you're associated with. Um, Maybe you'll find a new group or something like that if it rules your 11th house. And then the last, the 12th house, so Pisces rules your 12th house. And this is like the house that Pisces rules. This is like the house of anything mystical, spiritual, dreams, secrets, um, so secret might be revealed, again, good or bad. Um, or you'll want to, or like you'll have a dream that you might want to take action on or like just it's a good day to maybe just dream a dream that you have if you haven't um, done that in a while. It's very important to have dreams. I'm, like me with the Pisces moon is telling you to dream. It's very fitting. Yeah. So that's kind of how the full moon will affect everybody next week. So hopefully you're able to find the slice on your 
chart with one through 12 and hopefully it made sense as I was like talking through it. So that's kind of how it works. So you can kind of just do that. If that made sense, I explained at the beginning. So then we have our next full moon, which won't be for another like five weeks from listening to this. Um, look again, like, okay, that full moon will be in, I think I know what it'll be in, but I'm just going to double check. Ooh, where is it? Okay. We have a full moon in Aries in October. So again, you would just look for where Aries is in your chart and then that triangle will be illuminated. And it's, I think it's easy to follow, but you kind of got to like know all the 12 zodiac signs to kind of follow it. But that is how you can follow it with the moon. But then, so starting next week, you're going to get the forecast from me about um, things that are happening like the moons and other planets that are moving into different signs and, and things up in the sky above us. So it will be like that is considered mundane astrology. And so it's, you can learn about it. It can affect, um, world events a lot of the times. Um, like if I talk about a, um, a one planet squaring another planet in the sky that could affect you personally, depending on where it is in your chart. And you could really look to that because it creates this tension point. So if you're feeling resistance or tension in an area, it could be because there's something going on in the sky. But usually if there's like a square between two outer planets, which is one I just like looked at, that's more like a big event will happen in the world, like a historical point. And in year, like 10 years, we'll look back and be like, oh, that's because Saturn was squaring Uranus. So, um, yeah. So that's more like what mundane astrology can kind of do, help predict in a sense, like, um, events that will happen. I just think it's nice to, like, know forecast of, like, I guess it's like a cosmic forecast of, like, what's happening. And I think it's cool to, like, know. The sun and moon affects us more directly than the outer planets. Um, that's why I think those are what you see the most talked about. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to do those for the rest of the year or even the astrological year. Libra season, either until Capricorn season or until even just like to Pisces season. And as I do them, I would love your feedback as to what information you want to know. Because as I go through the forecast, it won't exactly describe or pinpoint specific things in your chart because I can't see everyone's charts. But it will kind of give you a general idea for the, the energy to expect when you walk outside. And it's like, what are we going to feel today? So that was the big update. I ended up talking longer than I thought I was going to talk. That happens most of the time. So those are my two updates. New podcast microphone and the, uh, <laughs> the forecast for each season. So um, the interviews are still going to happen. So if you ever want to be interviewed, like just DM me on Instagram at Be Mindful Studio or at Be Mindful Podcast and tell me your zodiac sign and I can put you in for an interview. But how it will go is like the forecast will come first for that zodiac season and then the interviews with people who are that sun sign. And then I even feel like it's really cool to like learn 
about astrology and like the different zodiac signs through people who are those signs because um I find now like if I know because Libra season is next so if we're gonna I think I have three I have three interviews with some lovely Libras I know and you'll hear the way that they talk and I just think that they sound like such Libras with with things that they say now I know sort of typical Libra phrases or things because I'm an astrologer I'm also a fellow air sign so sometimes Libras will do things and I'm like oh I feel that as a as a fellow air sign but yeah that's kind of how it's going to go so we'll learn about a Libra season forecast and then some three lovely Libras who are going to talk about different things and I think those will be good interviews because I don't think they'll have any problem talking um and I think the conversation will flow and then next Libra we have Scorpio season so again forecast interviews and so on for every season after that and then obviously I will take feedback as I go through it because instead of forecasts if you guys want to learn about like different things in astrology like doing a podcast episode talking about all the zodiac signs or like talking about a specific planet or like um talking about like like terms I guess that you hear like in the media that are more common like educating on like what is mercury retrograde what is saturn return things like that or like what is um like what are the modes in astrology or like what are the elements like if if the forecasts go good let me know if you like them i'll keep doing them but if you want something more i guess like in marketing i would use the term evergreen content so something that's always good to learn like the modes the, the planets the zodiac signs the elements things like that like those don't change um i can do those if you want more educational content but if you are looking for like guidance on month-to-month events then i'll continue to do the forecasts i haven't even really started doing the forecast i'm already thinking of different ways to change it up because i have so much mutable energy in me so i will just do what i receive feedback on from you so make sure to reach out and then let me know um i always love hearing feedback so like what your favorite episodes has been so far if you have an idea for an episode anything i'm open to your feedback and thank you so much for listening to today's episode and i hope to see you in the next one and see you on instagram too i feel like that's the best way to connect with everybody If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.